Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy the boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome, this is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, and Barry the Boater rounding out the crew today as we navigate the latest boating news and information. So, uh, you know, we're first Saturday of October, uh, or Rocktober, as I like to refer to it, you know, going back to my own rock. Did you come up with that all on your own? No, but uh, I am wearing some black spandex pants from Fredericks of Hollywood to commemorate the month. Those are yoga pants. Ugh. You're Here welcome. Goes lunch. You're welcome. Yeah. All right. So hey, I'm, uh, I'm celebrating too. You are. You're celebrating Rocktober. How buried a boater? Only one more week of tax season. One more week of tax season. How? Yeah. So? Anyone that anyone that followed extension, they have to have their tax return in by October 15th. After that, I am free until January 1st. Okay. Well, it sounds like uh, buried a boater is going to go boating. In just over a week. But see, that's where he could have his second business, get his captain's license. Start, start chartering start, vessels. Start doing some small charters. Big bucks, yeah. yeah. Go boating with Barry the, the Boater. Sh- I already have the shirt. I could wear that. You got the shirt that says you're a captain? You never seen my captain's shirt? Is it like a Halloween costume kind of thing? Uh, could be. Yeah. Yeah, I'll but you, you know how the, the USCG has been cracking down on illegal charters in your area, so you may not want to do that. I suggest I wearing just, a cape. I put a little badge that says Greg, the, you know, Greg the boater. Yeah, that, that'll throw him. That'll kick it up a notch. <laughs> All right. I don't, so. I don't think you quite have the translucent skin tone that Greg does. <laughs> yeah, whatever. He is rather blondish. All I'll right. tell you, vampires are jealous. Mm-hmm. Captain Patrick has been working with one and two, our uh, news, tune, uh, news team on crack, yeah. uh, you know, circumventing the globe of uh, news Your drug stores. references are hilarious. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so, so 90s. Well, you know, they had to get across the board, uh, yeah. across the border. Now, speaking of getting high. Yeah. That's how we're going to start off the show. It is. It is. Um. Jimmy oh, Buffett gets into stuff. the weed business. Oh, really? Yes. Really? All right. About damn time. Uh, he, I think he is now. I thought that the whole Margaritaville retirement community was was bad. Um, what, did it go under and they, they resurrected it as a uh, weed farm? No. I just... I, I, I think he is very good at marketing himself um duh thank you for your encouragement there <laughs> uh a la you know gene simmons and you know what gene simmons did with kiss okay. I, I think he, he he is he is extremely adept at marketing all right so buffett is kiss without the makeup is what you're saying i think he's marketing I, a lifestyle i i think buffett is kiss without the makeup and the talent mm, boy all right, and, and since I consider too. Kiss to have very little talent in the way of music, that should tell you everything you need to know. No, it doesn't. So, uh, Jimmy Buffett, um, 
is licensing Coral Reefer um, brand to Satera, a big medical marijuana company. All right, so Coral Reefer is going to be like a, a what another weed strain version or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I want some of that Coral Reefer. Yeah. Well, what's wrong with that? Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. I just it's legal in Colorado and wherever else they're going to well, sell it. He might again, as well get this, his piece of the action. This is a medical marijuana company who I'm pretty sure is probably moving into you know recreational um, use if they haven't already. Um, the company uh, is actually chaired by William Wrigley Jr. Of, of the chewing gum, company? yes, of Wrigley Confectionery Firm. Oh, the same people that like owned uh, Catalina Island. Yeah, and now have probably marijuana infused chewing gum is probably coming before too long. That would explain why it was so addictive back in the day. But they'll probably buy out companies that make Cheetos next. They just package them side by side. Yeah. It'll be a little pouch right. within the bag of Cheetos. <laughs> I just smoked the orange one. Crap. No, it, it's open. Open the small pouch no, no, first. Don't explain it. Don't explain it. <laughs> open the small pouch first. All right. Well, anyway, so this is in, in effect. This coral reefer <laughs> brand is it for sale now, or is this uh, business deal underway? I, I think it's it's pretty much um, Buffett will earn royalties from Sutera's coral reefer branded vape pens, edibles, lotions, and gel caps. I've already gotten texts from uh, one and two asking to do some R and D on this whole story, uh, which I imagine it involves. You know. Oh, look at this! I didn't even read. That said, Wrigley told Bloomberg last month that Sutera would eventually move into recreational marijuana market. Now, um, for this one company, how much money a year do you think that? The recreational marijuana market, the Sutera Corporation is is estimating it will bring in a year. This is one corporation. Well, the no. The question is how much uh, of it is that Buffett's going to get. Do we know? He is going to get the. Are royalty. they going to pay him in weed? He's going to get the royalties. Right now, it's it's medical marijuana. Yeah. So he's going to get the royalties from the vape pens, the edibles, the lotions, and the gel caps. He gains no stake in the venture, so he won't have a position. He will just get royalties from licensing the name mm-hmm. um, to them. But to the recreational uh, marijuana market, this company, Sutera, who I can pretty much assure you that they are going to want to license that Coral Reefer brand into the recreational market as well, um, how how much? And this is how crazy this has gotten over the last what five years. How much money this one corporation is expecting to bring in a year from the recreational marijuana market? Mm, Fifty million, one billion. Barry, uh, at least two and a half billion dollars. Barry's closer. Five billion. Five billion dollars in weed. Halfway there. Okay. Well, man, does it I- all have to be cash? No, no, he's going to take it in product trade. I have I'll tell you, if I, if I had just well, kept, no, if no, I had no, just no, kept no, my plants growing thing. in the 80s. Mm. Yeah. yeah. What did you, you know, say? The, you the have I, plants from the, the 80s? Companies. What? <laughs> <laughs> Who among when us did not grow that. plants when we were teenagers? Uh, me. I never did Bull. that stuff. No. I don't believe it. Don't. 
Never. I, I'm not a. I I hate gardening. <laughs> <laughs> you you He's never tried. To, you never tried to grow a pot plant. Nope. Never did. Let let that to the stoners. And let, you know who are now making five billion dollars a year. No. <laughs> See, you know, got to head over to the <laughs> throw some seeds out out in the yard and let them grow. Well, maybe, but uh, yeah, but I tell you what, I can't blame. Uh, Jimmy for taking advantage of that uh, situation, and he—that's uh, a good fit. Why not? <sighs> Hell, he might have uh, glaucoma issues or something. He's trying to. It's come back. it's the lifestyle he always sold. Why yeah. not? That's right. Mm-hmm. Was and, was it truly that part of the lifestyle? I always thought it was just the alcohol uh, inherent alcoholism was was uh, prevalent. Well, when you're out there on your sailboat, you have nothing to do except drink beers and. Every once in a while, maybe an illegal crop. I mean, he lived in the Florida Keys. Yes, Squared Grouper used to float up all the time. Exactly. Yeah, it, it could happen. So uh, I have nothing against it I, as far as I, uh, him doing that. I think that's just smart. He's a smart business. I, I, I think you I agree. said that. I think you I agree, said that. and you love his music. We know. No, his, his music is a whole other thing. But again, I think he's he's been. Uh, very, uh, he's a very astute businessman that certainly probably didn't start out with that in mind, but was smart enough to capitalize, um, you know, as his music kind of found its niche. Wouldn't it be nice if we had something like a world of boating weed or something that we could market? If we could do that and and we could just take money for it, I'd be all in. But uh, I don't world know. of boating weed, yeah, that wouldn't. There's no real connection there, is there? Yeah, it just doesn't have. No. You know, uh, I, I think I think you you would have to have certain strains. You know, so you could have the. Uh, oh, there's the, Barry to Bogart. Um, I don't know. Uh, no, you, could, you you could have uh, uh, the. The Holt brand. I mean, you uh, you smoke this; it turns you a, a makes you pale, normal. A, a whiter shade of pale. A whiter shade of white. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, will we'll never work, guys. Uh, you could have the Keevan. Yeah. It'll make you smarter. It'll make you smart. You think? Yep. Yeah, that'd be the case. Yeah, it makes you so smarter. Sure. I'm not sold. And you, you you've got you've got the captain. And that just makes you irate. we got to compete with Coral Reefer. We have no chance. <laughs> so let's just stick to talking about the world of boating, and we'll do some more of that next. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. 
be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Don't you rock my boat Cause I don't want my boat Ah, this is the world of boating. Greg, you're first, mate. That is me, along with Captain Patrick. Buried Bogart, I mean, boater, uh, with us, too, running out the crew. All right, there we go. That's some good coral reefer right there. We're in Colorado, right? For someone that doesn't know anything, you I'm seem telling to know you. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he knows all the sounds to make. The, the requisite right. amount of time to hold his breath. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And moving on. Uh-huh. Um, Greg got a story that combines, well, at least one of your loves with something that you profess to do a lot of. So it, it professes, it, it, it combines one love of yours and one lie. How's that? Okay. Um, um, sunken ships revealed at Tahoe's new underwater trail. Have you ever been uh, scuba diving? I have. Lake Tahoe? I've heard of this. In Lake, Lake Tahoe, no. That's freshwater stuff. I don't really like doing that as much. Really? Yeah, Why? really. Uh, it's colder. comes down to a cold water diving scenario, usually, in the lakes, yeah. Is that the only reason? It, pretty much. <laughs> that's, that's enough when you've been in cold water, Patrick. Come on. And well, you've dove Was Lake Tahoe warmer. artificially created, or was it natural? Mm, I don't know. Why would I it matter? Think that you have some against uh, artificially natural. made. I think the artificially lakes? ones tend to have less visibility, don't they? Well, that, well, no, that because be you got the factor. ones up in Tennessee, um, like uh, up in Venor, um, that were created as part of the TVA, and you've got uh, on a good day, um, you can look down into the water and you can see the remains of the towns that got flooded really yeah it's i I did a yacht delivery up in venor um but yeah (laughs) this this marina uh putting together this 53 foot yacht um it was literally a gravel pit with a with a travel lift 
and a travel lift well. No floating docks, uh, no electrical. There was a construction trailer, a fence, a lot of gravel, and water. That was it. Mm-hmm. One, of, one of the worst yacht deliveries I did, and I've done them over a good part of this planet. But the water was nice and clear. It was. And you, you actually, the guy that was there at the marina said, yeah, if you go out you know, so far, um, go around you know, this, this particular bend, and you, know, you get a good look down, and you can see on a, on a good day, you know, the sun's just at the right angle, you can get a good look down, and you can start to see the remnants of the town that was flooded. Because, I mean, we're talking, you know, 30 feet, 40 feet below the surface, 50 yeah, feet, right. you know, so it's not like it's an incredible amount of distance, but you can start to make out the shapes and, mm-hmm. you know, start to make out. Oh, well, that, that would be okay. I mean, but yeah, uh, that would be pretty good. Visibility, that'd be then. okay. 34. I mean, Barry and I, you know, we've been in 100 foot plus visibility, like, uh, you know, deep in the Caribbean or someplace or Bahamas. During the winter. Yeah. When the cold yeah. water comes in. But uh, so what, what? what is your point? Well, though? anyway. I mean, uh, I, I, I just don't like cold water. Simple okay, well, as that. Well, look, this, this is something that's getting ready to open. So one of Lake Tahoe's great, secret, great secrets. So this hasn't been seen yet, Greg. Okay. Will be unlocked in two weeks. The sites of more than a dozen sunken vessels in Emerald Bay. Uh, California State Parks will open an underwater trail to four sites in Emerald Bay that will lead visitors to a boat graveyard from the 1920s and 30s and provide those in boats with a chance to peer down into a lake for a glimpse. So they must have pretty good visibility. If they must. That. State park divers have found two large barges and 12 recreational boats. Man, I don't know what was going on in that lake, but <laughs> that's a lot of boat sinking. Um, including a vintage 27-foot launch. Um, the collection is the largest, most diverse group of sunken small watercraft of their type in their original location, known to exist in the nation. Huh. The underwater- so these weren't sunk intentionally. They just came across them and decided, right. let's make this into like a shipwreck. They, are making, they were making it known as the Emerald Bay Maritime Heritage Trail.com. I just threw in a dot .com because, mm. I mean, it's again, it's one of those things. You couldn't come up with a shorter name, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, but you can dive it or you can dive it or you can go over uh, top of it or yeah. Bottom. So on September 28th, uh, State Park Dive Team members will broadcast an underwater tour with live video and audio on the Facebook page for Emerald Bay State Park and the website for the Sierra State Parks Foundation. Um, The park officially opens to the public October 1st. Okay, so it's open now. You can go there and check it out. Three dive shops located in Reno and Carson City. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with those? Have no, you been to those? I, I thought you've been to every dive shop in the United States. Why would you think that? Because you've said it on air. No, never. Uh, no, he only told you how many he's been banned from. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> no, he, I, you know he goes in. Hi, right, I'm Greg the Dive Man. Get that out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. So you were there. Uh, Anyway, these three dive shops offer certification for high-altitude cold-water dives. Cold, see? Told you. Does the high-altitude play into it? Uh, well, that it affects yeah. your bottom time and stuff. Increase it or decrease it? Uh, well, Barry, care to answer? To, uh, wait, I'm not the instructor. I can't give out instruction. Well, it, 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 affects, it affects your bottom time, yes. The altitude. If your pressure, let's see, high-altitude, that different. means less pressure, right? Correct. So you got more bottom time. 
Uh, in theory, maybe it just depends on your profile and stuff. So we'll just leave it at that. I'm not an altitude How's diver. My profile. Hey, th- he's obviously not a diver, and obviously not a radio guy. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Anyways, uh, you know, I mean, th- I'm glad they're doing that. That's yeah. cool. I mean, it, w- it would be an amazing opportunity to see a shipwreck in Lake mm-hmm. Tahoe. Well, he- here's the thing about shipwrecks in freshwater lakes like that. Uh, they have a tendency to be more intact than what you'd find in the ocean because the marine critters don't get to the wood and stuff. So some of those wrecks, if well, they you- have wood on them, uh, can be intact. Well, you don't, have, you don't have the tidal movements either or well, wave true, actions. But, it, but it's the marine organisms that eat away at the wood and stuff like that. So some places like up in the Great Lakes, I don't know about those boats you're talking about. Out, but when they're in the freshwater uh, surroundings, the, the the wrecks can be very, very old, and there can be wood, and I mean, it can look really much, you know, like a boat. Like, you're like, wow, that's really cool, whereas you get in the ocean, after 10, 20 years, it looks like a pile of rubble. Yeah. You know, and the wood's in the way yes, and sir. stuff like that. What would you, because they're calling it a shipwreck trail, what would you consider to be a boat trail versus yacht trail versus a real shipwreck trail? Ship, boat. I'm you know, talking about size. Yeah. It's a size thing. We've talked I, about I, this before. I, I think it, I think it's just marketing on on their part. For me, I always think of shipwrecked boats as boats that are aground, a la the uh, SS Minnow. If there was a chance you're going to see the remains of Gilligan and the captain, uh, that would be a reason to go. I'd put up with the cold water for that. What do you think, little buddy? You're sick. Maybe. Listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, rounding out the crew. All right, so uh, we got a shipwreck park uh, in uh, Utah. Wait, wait Lake no. Tahoe. Lake Tahoe. And, we can and put to, it on the list. And to your point about uh, uh, bodies and stuff like that, yeah. apparently in 2011 in Lake Tahoe, a well-preserved body of a diver who had been missing for 17 years was found on an underwater ledge 265 feet below the surface. Wow, let's go. With all this equipment? Uh, apparently yeah, so. evidently. Like I said, not only uh, are the shipwrecks preserved. Uh, see, that is something that is not a selling point for me. I well, how about this? Cost for the dives, $50 per dive to $175 for two dives, including tanks and weights. Is that good? Yeah, 175 for two dives? There must be something else connected well, uh, to that. Must get lunch. Yeah. That's a this, yeah. That's two dives for one seventy five is a bit much. Yeah, well, uh, maybe with gear and stuff. I don't know. They it said depends. below surface you can usually see about a hundred feet in front of you, mm-hmm. and um, that's pretty good from the surface. Yeah, some of these uh, boats, these wrecks can be seen. They're they're ten to sixty feet below the surface. Okay. So you could see them. That'd be nice. So it, I mean, it sounds nice, certainly but within it's within the recreational dive limit. It, it's still cold. And it's 44 degrees. Oh, <laughs> wow. Is that cold? That, that's, that's a lot of cold. Shrinkage. That's all I got to say. All right, moving on. 
to other things uh, more boating related do we have some stuff we well, can get into yeah and we we always uh you know florida gets its its share of time in the national press for uh we got a lot of boats here we the, should the, the wrong reasons and oh we're on, number on, one on the uh, world of boating facebook page or world of boating.com one and two found this video of of all places up in um jacksonville of all play and it rusty wasn't, wasn't rusty Brown again wasn't rusty no but apparently this guy um took a 1988 sea and a 1989 Honda Elite motor scooter and made a Sea-Doo motor scooter that right. is road legal. Okay, take my money. We'll talk more about it next right here on The World of Boating. You're listening to The World of Boating Radio Network. Everyone's counting on you. When the Titanic was sinking, the captain stayed on till the very end. Yeah, well, I'm no captain, okay? I'm the other guy who dressed up like a lady and snuck into the lifeboat. I'm ashamed, but alive. Now let me go. I'm your captain. I'm your captain. Oh, I'm feeling mighty sick. Well, that's okay. We still, uh, we, got, we got some barf bags over here to the left of our virtual vessel as we navigate the latest boating news and information here on the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry to Boater. And uh, we got to get one of these sea So this guy took an 88 sea and an 89 Honda Elite scooter. Okay. And he, he turned this thing into a st- street legal. It's not That can't be street legal. It is. It looks like a wave runner on the highway. It is. How is that street legal? There's it's, no way. It's got lights and turn signals and a license. It's even got a license, got a license plate, plate on it. On that thing. It is street legal. So it's basically a motorcycle that looks like a. It's a wave not, that is not a motorcycle. Well, I would agree, but uh, <laughs> you, you had floating cars. Yeah. Does it go in the water too, or is no. it only? Oh no. well. What's uh, the point? Well. He just made a motorcycle that looks like a jet ski. That's all he did. Yeah. The bet. The best comment is from the the lady who shot the video in a passing car. And she goes, that goes into water. <laughs> That's how you know you're in Florida, right there. Well, mm-hmm. well, don't, it should. Don't mix, up jet, don't mix up jet skis with wave runners because jet skis were the things you were supposed to stand on, where wave runners you sit on. Okay, so this is a wave yeah, runner, but, right? But yeah, but you know, this was that era, Barry, where the uh, I they weren't it, that segmented then. I don't uh, know, were they? Precision. Yeah, it's it's a sea do. Let's just leave it at that. Right. <laughs> uh, but he did it, and he did it because he could. I guess I, it's it's definitely unique. I I actually uh, for knowing how far outboard from the wheels that jet ski or that that wave runner uh, will be the the ability to take a turn. Of course, if you're on a, a Honda Elite scooter, you're not like healing that thing over you know scraping your your, your foot pegs Possibly. but still yeah. that that thing sits out a good bit to the left and the right mm-hmm. um but I, why, why make that if it won't go in the water too because it's it kind of defeats the purpose i mean you know you want the multi-use action so there. that now as you're you going something. down the road people will go that goes in the water 
Quick, well, yeah. shoot some video. Well, we had this uh, several years ago on the show. Where they, I mean, they have those where they're like little uh, carts and uh, wave runners at the same time. Or they, they yeah, we went to, to the boat, boat show and you made me take your your picture on these stupid things. Yeah. The one that transition. Where are they? Are they out of business. They, yeah. Who called that yeah. one, Greg? Who called that one, my friend? The problem was, is it didn't fly. They changed the subject. It didn't fly. The problem was, they 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 had the whole chitty, chitty, bang, bang factor They were extremely expensive, and they did not perform very well on the water or on land. If it would have flown, they would have had something, but they didn't have all three. They only had two of the three. The only way those things were going to fly is if you threw them out of the back of a C-130. As far as I know, they're still out there, by the way. I don't think they (laughs) went out of business. I... But they they were kind of like uh, I don't know like a hybrid between a like a go kart and a and a no they wave were runner. they were high they were a cross between an ATV a four wheel oh, okay, ATV, ATV right and a jet ski and mm-hmm. it just did not no there's no market for it. Well, there is if you want both of those vehicles. There's no market for it. Whoever did their market research and sold. If this you company live on out, the water and you need listen, to get from here to there, the it's era kind of, of like a if boat you cart. build it, somebody will buy it is long past. I mean, just because you can build it doesn't mean that there's going to be a market for it. And you can't create a market for something like that because nobody wants something, especially a jet ski that will transition from land to water or water to land. Well, if, if they if live, they did, on if the there water, was a market for it. Everybody in Florida would have a car that transitions into a boat and vice versa. If it performed as well as a standalone wave runner or four run and if it, and if it, and if the cost was reasonable in line the with the cost right. of a wave runner or a four wheel ATV, not both combined because somebody's got to pay for the technology. You know, and the engineering that went into it, and we're going to get the first hundred people that buy this thing and soak them for every dime, so that we can break even. You're just not, you're just not going to make it. It'd be really cool to have, though. Come on, let's be real. No, I it thought would be. I thought you looked stupid sitting on that thing in the Don't boat show. Care. It would be uh, so much fun to have something like that. If you lived on the water, you could just uh, cruise out there for a little run, then come back in. Oh, I'm going to run over to the store. Let's go grab a bite. Hop on back. And then, you know, cross, you know, you, you come to a bridge and the, and the bridge is up like, oh, no problem. I'm not going to wait on the bridge. Now, you know, the guy who I the, the, the one I was hoping had made it was the guy who had the uh, stand up paddle boards, but he had the outriggers for it. You know, um, yeah. the, uh, it, it, the stabilizer. Yeah, that's right. You know, I mean, all that and it, the way it broke down and how you could customize that thing and, you know, literally erect a mast on it and a sail and turn it into a sailboat. I mean, he really had that dialed in. But a lot of work. A lot, a lot of work. Well, again, you just because you you can design it and build it doesn't mean that there's a market for it or a, uh, enough of a market to where it's going to sustain you in business. Mm. Did those outriggers fold in, or did they unbolt? They he they had receivers off. into the deck of the paddleboard that they you pulled the caps, and these things fit in and locked in place. So by via a quick release latch, they would just pull back out. The support bars would bend in, fold down, and you could pack the thing up. And it was really great, like if you were going to go out and you want to do fishing and stuff like that and kind of have a multi-use, you know, paddleboard and have the stability, you know, especially if you're, you're, let's say you're down in the Keys and you hook into a tarpon or something like that and you're going to go for a Nantucket boat ride, um, you know, you're, you're not in danger of getting thrown off the thing. 
Mm-hmm. See, now, if it had outriggers that folded back into the frame of the paddleboard, that would have been cool. Yeah, but can you imagine how much that would weigh? Um, Too much. A well, lot. The outriggers are just there for stabilization, so they don't have to be heavy. Yeah, they but, you, but you still have the mechanism that, you know, it's got to be collapsible. It's got to be able to... Aluminum. It's got to be able to withstand the elements, including, why including salt it, water. Why don't you just for stabilization? That's it. So that just have it, you ever been on a paddleboard? Paddle yeah, I used to have a wave runner, and so uh, having outriggers is be like cheating. Wait, have you ever been on a no, paddleboard? No, yes, I have. I've no. been on a wave runner. Was Greg's response? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, 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 not a wave runner, but you know the sailboat things on uh, what do we call them? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, when I Barry, first just, moved just to let Florida, him, just, let, just let him. Uh, just, I, just I had uh, uh, you know a windsurfer. Ah, yeah. the yeah, non-paddleboard. Correct. Yeah, so but, you've never been on a paddleboard. On, well, but it's the same thing. No, being, it's not. Being uh, being able to balance on those things is very difficult. Well, when right? you're on a windsurfer, you have the wind against the mast. Yeah. And obviously, when the say we weren't holding the sail up, if you stood up on it, it could it was a little unstable, of course. But you know, it's something you learn, like anything, like uh, you know, being on a skateboard. So having outriggers is kind of like uh, cheating. It's like uh, not just because you can't get your balance right. No, old fart, come on! Yes, listen to anything he said. He said going fishing on the boat or going Mm -hmm. fishing on the paddleboard. You extend the the, uh, the outriggers so the fish, when it takes you for a ride, you don't end up going overboard. Well, once again, that would be uh, just part of – that would just make it more challenging, more of a sport. Yeah, but, I mean, he, again, you had, he had this thing, Barry, set up to where there was a, a an area for a cooler on the back end that doubled as a seat. I mean, the, it was really pretty swift. I don't know that, again, there was enough of a market because people who are going to get into – uh, maybe that type of stuff. They're probably going to those little plastic canoe kayak deals. Well, Barry know. wants a flying boat. He said that during the commercial break. And they do make oh, yeah. those. Yeah. These little inflatable things that have uh, a small little engine on yeah, the Yeah, the rigid of. inflatables. Yeah. With and the uh, fold-out wings, and you got the little, uh, like, what, 10-horsepower motor? Well, it's more than that, but yeah. And those are kind of cool. I, I know a couple people that have those. Maybe you ought to get one of those, Actually, Barry. Get a little I two-seater prefer- for us. No, a flying submarine like they'd had on the Sea View. Remember that little flying? It looked like a uh, manta ray, and it and it was a submarine, and then it would fly in the air. Well, that's way too high tech. If you got one of these flying boats, though, that'd be like the best of both worlds for you, though, because you get a two seater, so I could go with you. We could fly from one waterway to another. I don't even think you have to have a pilot's license to fly one of those things, by the way. You know that? No, you just need to have your life insurance paid up. Uh, well, you don't have to. You should. <laughs> it should be a requirement. But, but you're flying over right. water, Patrick. Yeah, because you, 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 you can make a big can possibly get hurt falling 50 feet into the water. I'll tell you what, they look pretty cool, though. And I've heard they're very easy to fly. So what do you Yeah, say? but what's the point? Well, Barry just said he wants a flying boat. And who wouldn't? Wouldn't you because like? I don't think that's the kind of flying boat he wants. Sure. I don't know. If you land in the water, there's less chance of die, dying, right? Right, exactly. You just make a what? bigger splash, higher up you go. And you, but you fly around, you see all the stuff down yeah, there. Well, listen, there was a Hey, re- I'm going to go down there and no, do no, some fishing. Yeah, there was oh, a no, reason. There's some fish there, right there. There was a reason why they got rid of those flying tubes, okay, a few years ago. Flying tubes? Lawsuits. What are these, UFOs? What are you talking about? We'll find out next on the World of Boating. 
You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches. Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast guys we have a situation i broke the bathroom how the heck did you manage to do that we ran out of TV, so I had to use my shirt. Ew. Ew. Well, long story short, turns out that pipes on the boat are not BVT compatible. It can handle tidal waves that the stories talk about. And it can weather any storm. boat with going out. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barrett, a boater. Uh, pipes on our virtual vessel, by the way, are BVT compatible. Just for the record, uh, which would explain the stench that we're picking up from Captain Patrick right now. Um, we don't have pipes for the head system. Uh, we have we have we have odor guard two sanitation hose, or as you like to call them, long cylinders. Or no, uh, odor guard two sanitation hose. Well, those are, those what are was the, the those, those are the white tubes. Those are the two inch white hoses throughout the craft, and they fly from, wildly through the sky. What? I'm. I'm. Totally and they have off. smooth interior walls, so everything flows out properly. Okay, I, I. I don't think we're talking about the same stuff. So let's just get on track. Yeah. You said before the break that there were flying tubes. Yes. 
What oh, flag? those tubes. What are you tubes are you talking about? Well, the, the, a few years ago, you know, the uh, the water sports craze, you know, people, manufacturers were coming out with, you know, the these tubes. One was like a big inflatable ball that you cl- crawled inside of, you know, got pulled behind the boat. And you literally, we were like a, in a hamster ball, if <laughs> you will. That thing that's featured on the uh, movie The Meg. And a shark comes up and eats one. I don't know. Yeah. Um, oh no, no that that ball I've seen. That's the one that you walk in. And no, no, that that wasn't this. This was one that you would literally crawl into, and it, it was like crawling into it would have been what you would imagine reverse giving birth look like. So you would hmm. crawl into this thing, and then it would get pulled behind the boat, and you had absolutely no control over it. So you were just literally inside this thing as it got. Sp- Rolled across the Sounds water behind like the boat. A blast to watch these flying giant bobber. These mm-hmm. flying tubes were geez, basically big inflatable wings that you would pull behind the boat and you would lay on top of it. Oh yeah, yeah, and they go airborne a few feet. Is that what you're talking about? Those things? Yeah, flying tubes. Well, I've seen them flat. I haven't seen them as tubes. Like they call them, like flying wings. It's a flying tube. Yeah, they're inflatables, but uh, they're not like tubes, are they? They were more flat. I thought it's a flying tube. It is a tube. Okay, you're calling like a float tube is what you're. Okay, I see where you're. What you're saying when you say tube, I think you're talking about a long cylinder banana looking thing. I'm like, what does he mean? No. So people were getting seriously hurt on these things because. Which is Boat, the point. Boats, Hello. boats were going extremely fast and mm-hmm. get the lift, and then they were going 30, 40 feet up in the air. And, of course, they had no stability whatsoever. Right. And you flip over, and all of a sudden, because you're also getting pulled at 30, 40 miles an hour, falling 30, 40 feet down at the same time. Mm-hmm. People were getting seriously, seriously. That's hurt. crazy. Get a flying boat instead, like I said. No, that's that's that's. To my point was, you can get seriously hurt and or killed falling into the water from a height. Well, of, you could, but you know what's life without a little adventure? Come on, uh, I, uh, pa- I, well, I I think would you fly with Barry if he got a flying boat? Would I? Yeah. You absolutely not. You know, those flying boats are smaller than uh, Surprise. You, know, you could put it in your garage. Right. You could replace uh, Surprise and get a flying boat, and we could fly up and down the coast and just have a big old Actually, time, Barry's, Barry's boat is so lightweight that all he would need is to a put, kite? A, put it No, put a T-top canopy with a foldable wing Yeah, and th- make sure that that thing is through-bolted into the cockpit sole. And then get a large enough motor, and you would have a flying boat. What do you think? Barry, come uh, on. Make your boating dreams come true. We could try. Uh, you are a pilot, right, Greg? Uh, I'm a pilot in training. Uh, a pilot in training. So No, he's not a there, pilot. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if you're flying and your engine cut out, yeah. and it's a flying boat, couldn't you kind of dive down and kind of land it? <laughs> no, yeah, I could. Does it work like that? And no, it does. It, no, it's your, a well, glider. Whoa, 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 whoa! Planes do not no. just drop out of the sky, we're not, Patrick. They glide back down. We're to not the talking earth. about a plane, though. That's been built for glide. We're talking about glide, glide aspect, right? Glide to ground ratio. Yeah. We're talking about a boat that's been converted as a plane, and that engineering has not got into it. Sure, so, it has. The, 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 no, it has the, not. Especially the flying the, boats I'm talking about basically have an ultralight aircraft right. on the top of them. 
So it's it's like a hand glider. Well, at that point, it would become like a hand glider, certainly. Well, but, exactly. So it's but it would glide, it would glide back, back down, down but to the earth. Yeah, you've to got the water, a, except for the fact that it's just not one person hanging from a triangular bar on the undercarriage. You've got a rigid inflatable. What that difference probably, does that make? You just see you have power. Or you don't have power. You're still using the rigid the inflatable. Depending on the size, could weigh anywhere from five hundred to nine hundred pounds. Doesn't not, matter. Not what do you mean? Weight doesn't matter in the glide aspect. Uh, yeah, but then you have a bigger wing. Right. Exactly. You you match the wing with the size glide? boat that you have. That's how they make these things. Look them up. Google it. They got these flying planes. All right, you guys, you guys go check it out. We're gonna do it. I, I'm seeing Barry's light bulbs going off. Uh, either that oh, or yeah. He might just have gas. He had a big lunch. My, my credit card might have melted by then. Yeah. No, I don't think they're that expensive, actually. I think... Uh, what do you consider not that expensive? No, I, I bet you could get one for, you know, five, ten grand, I bet. Hey, yeah, you know. That's, uh, you know, about the same cost as uh, Barry's boat. That's about the cost of your life insurance policy, too. Well, you know, I, when you do those <laughs> things, you don't worry about stuff like that. You figure you're not going to make it anyway. And on that uplifting note, we'll end it. Until next time, remember whether it is sail or motor, life is life better, is better as, as a boater. boater. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at worldofboating.com. <gasps> Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN. Ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.